name is Jordi Mueller and welcome to the Empower Women series of the month of February of 2021. Um, yes, it's already February and uh, as as crazy as it sounds uh, there's a lot that has happened in the last six weeks already of the year and today we're going to be talking about something that we get to chat a lot in our staff uh, especially with our clients which is how life has changed for them uh, in their personal life in the last 12 14 months and we are very lucky to have with us robin vogel how are you doing robin I'm doing great. Thank you, Jordy. Uh, we're very lucky to have you because you are a psychotherapist, a certified relationship and sex coach and creator of Comeback to Love. And today in your talk, we had a little bit of a tilt to specifically chat about how relationships have changed during COVID and how to like keep them alive, healthy, figure out what's good for yourself. So it, it was a really interesting topic. Um, I want to start with a very basic question uh, for this podcast today. Um, has this been a challenging year for you as a consultant of this topic? Because it's been a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, it's um, that's a great question, Jordy. Thank you. And first of all, thank you for having me. I love doing these talks for Lexington Wealth. Um, it has, it's been a full year, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, with regards to um, the state of mental health in the country, you know, in the world, really, um, You know, we we know that mental health issues and and stress and fatigue have been you know really on the rise, even depression and suicide. And what I'm finding, and what my colleagues as well are finding, is our practices are really really full. And um, my pra my practice is really 100% focused on couples. Um, and I've although I've had a very full practice for years, I've uh, I've never had a a wait list per se. <laughs> And these days it's just, um, it's just, there's so much stress for the couples uh, living under the same roof, working under the same roof. I mean, of course they're living under the same roof, but you know, 24 seven being under the same roof has really um, presented a lot of, a lot of problems and a lot of stress for many, many people. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I'm going to try to, give as much context to to folks uh, listening to this without having to go into the details that I would say everybody kind of knows by now, right? Like being at home creates that extra stress, extra uh, frustrations. Uh, and let's focus specifically with, with partners and couples. Um, so, so we all know that. Um, I'm also very aware, and, and as we talk in our January conversation, uh, when we started talking about wellness overall, that it has given opportunity to some new changes and exploration of yourself, of ourselves. So, so we have also definitely discovered that this last 14 months. One question that I know came up today and, and, and was very, I would say, enlightened for me was that one, we needed to learn how to dump or release our frustration because that's something that before you would like get out of the house you would do something else you would meet friends you would go exercise etc 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 but when it happens in the same roof <laughs> it becomes problematic so i know you gave a couple of tips on this or maybe you want to touch about uh, this topic really fast about how to release that frustration without creating or enhancing the already stress in the house 
Sure. Yeah, exactly. So two tools right off the bat. One is um, take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) As simple as that, right? As simple as that, take a breath. Um, But um, know your reaction type is one of the things, the really important thing that I talked about. And um, it's not something that you just talked about how we have, you know, we're having more awareness, right, in ourselves because everything is right in our faces. And um, one of the things that's happening with relationship is all the underlying issues are coming to the surface because we're in like this pressure cooker. And that's what happens. Hmm. <laughs> Things get stirred yeah. up and um, and they come to the surface more easily. And we want to yell and scream at our partners uh, sometimes, right? All of us. Um, <laughs> but it's not helpful <laughs> when we do that. And so... Um, so two tools. One is, yeah, the dumping exercise, which I'll share in a moment. And the other is to know your reaction type. So you can have more awareness around that. In terms of the sort of, uh, you know, dump exercise, which we might call it, um, it's really helpful to have a place to just let out your your frustration and your stress. So whether that's a journal or just, you know, walking in the woods and yelling and screaming or calling a friend or a therapist or whatever you have, but it's very important to have that outlet. And what I encourage clients to do, what I encourage people to do is to create that intentionally and not leave it for like, oh yeah, well, when I'm irritated, I'll remember. Like probably you won't remember because when we're activated and energized and pissed off, it's really hard to think. Like literally it's hard to think. So what I encourage people to do is set up, set up, set something up with a partner, like have a friend where, you know, you say, okay, can you be the person who receives this? And and that person's just listening and not fixing or doing anything, but just letting you sort of pour it all out um, before then uh, coming to approach your partner, if that's what your intention is. Yeah. So that's tool, no- tool number one. Okay. Yeah. No, I was and gonna. Then, I was gonna add to that yeah. that that is something yeah, yeah. Uh, that I guess funny enough or just unexpectedly enough. Uh, I have found w- talking to way more many people <laughs> during COVID mm-hmm. times than before, and and just obviously. Mm. And we'll get to the use of technology. But the reason why I wanted to mention this specifically on this tool that you that you just said is, it's it seems to be easier now to have that person, uh, even though they are not present. Uh, because yeah. you can just call or FaceTime or or do whatever you want. I agree. I agree. I agree. There's there are many things that are easier, right? Like mm-hmm. showing up for a workshop or <laughs> you know listening yeah. to this podcast. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Perfect. That's really good to hear. So yeah. t- so tell us about the second tool. Yeah, the second tool is is a bit of self inquiry, and um, the invitation is to really is to notice your your immediate reaction to stress. And there's three main types and there's, you know, more than just this, but if we just sort of put them into three main categories, the first one is feeling nervous and anxious, kind of running around, you know, you sort of know that sort of frenetic energy, like that's how I respond to stress. That would be number one. Number two would be to withdraw, which is another style, right? There's stress, there's things happening. I have to go away. I have to go into my cave and I don't want to come out. Number three just like a sort of impulsive, uh, not really impulsive, but quick reaction that is like irritability and anger. So the, 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 the question to ask yourself and, and those that are listening is what's my, what's my default? We all have one that we kind of go to 
right away. And there's no, no one is better than another. Nothing, you know, there's no shame here. It's just, we all have kind of our way. And what's important about this is that when you have more awareness, you're actually able to deal with your trigger better. There's a difference between being in reaction and, you know, yelling back at your partner uh, as compared to being in response. I think this is a key point that you just mentioned here, because uh, something that has been taken away, especially when this communication is happening, I mean, obviously, it seems to be a frictional communication, is we don't have the time to pause. It's like you're seeing the person, um, like you might be upset, and you have to go to the kitchen and you see the person like when before like there was this separation of space and time mm-hmm. and time to reflect and 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 now it's not there so having this conscious thought process what you're mentioning in advance of how you are going to react does create a huge I, I can see it working uh of being prepared for that absolutely what it gives you is the the ability to transform your reaction to a response instead a response is is some is a way of responding, but with awareness. So you're coming from a more grounded, clear place, and you're coming across the way you want to come across, um, versus a kind of knee jerk reaction, which might be any one of the three I mentioned. You know, anxious, sort of running, withdraw, or get angry. And so that awareness is really, really helpful. Um, you mentioned during the talk today something that we have um, have somebody in in this podcast before uh, discuss, which is I think you called it conscious communication, and, and I remember in the past, which I have personally used, we used to call it effective communication. Um, is this kind of cycle of productive feedback to see if, if you're actually talking and communicating, or you're just like talking through? Uh, I don't know if you mind explaining that a little bit more. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I call it conscious communication, and it can be called active listening, reflective listening. The idea is that you you slow down the process of communication. One person speaks, and the other person listens. And you you instead of a back and forth responding or reacting to each other, there's just a speaking and then reflecting back what you heard. And you keep going with that until it's complete. So many couples have half conversations, an eighth of a conversation. The kids interrupt. That's the end of that. They never got back to it, but it's living underneath, brewing in the foundation of the relationship. And as those pile up, the foundation starts to crack. And so it's really important to get to completion with all the, I'll use the word triggers, things that come up between you. And so, uh, you know, like you said, we could, you know, we could do a, a whole, you know, day long workshop on how to do this process. But very simply, you you decide who's going to speak, you decide who's going to listen. The person who listens has really the hard job of opening their heart, putting aside their own agenda for later when they can respond um, from a clear place and just reflecting back what they heard. And, and again, like reflecting back and then checking in. Did I, did I get that right? Did I hear you? You know, you said this, is the, that correct? And then is, you keep going and, until it is, you know? This is way and harder than what you're describing. I, I have to just give this warning to is. anybody listening it to this. Is. It can be a really <laughs> frustrating conversation, but it's so worth it. I, I have personally done this in my, in my private life and 
and it just clears so much because most of the time it was me as a communicator not really saying what I wanted to say and mm. in, in the right way. And that was my issue, right? Like everybody has their own challenges. But but this right. exercise really clarified that. And it's like, and, and, and let me just clarify, and, and just, let's get into the detail a little bit here is you say something, the other person, and then you ask the person, can you repeat what I said? And And this is powerful because then you're going to literally hear from the other person what they understood you said and this can be like yeah. nope that's not what i said and then you just start again it will change your life if you're having some uh couple communication issues i can i can i can witness that yes absolutely i love what you said it will change your life absolutely it's simple but very challenging at times and it takes practice it really takes practice because what we're used to doing is what you and I are doing. We're like playing off of each other. We're going back and forth. We're having a dialogue. And this is not that. This is not that. This is purely listening and reflecting back uh, exactly what you said, what you think your partner said. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and then just to close that topic, um, even more worth doing when it's a, a tough conversation. So don't practice on like a grocery list. <laughs> practice mm -hmm. on something that in, involves high emotions for both of you, or at least for one of you. And, and it really helps for that. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll just throw something in there just to clarify that. I actually suggest people practice with the easy things. Oh, there you and go. Then get, <laughs> and then get to the hard things because it's, it's hard. It is. It's it really is hard. really hard. It's hard on many levels. You know, just remembering what people say is hard. Um, so, I, I want to yeah. touch on a super quick another topic that as soon as the event finished today, this was mentioned to me. And it's kind of like during COVID time, and, and I know we refer to this phrase a lot, COVID times, COVID times. But during the last year and a half or year, um, setting your boundaries has become something important. And not everybody does it. Actually, I would say the majority of people just kind of like strip down their boundaries because they're on the same house. Can you explain why this is such an important thing? Yes, the clear boundaries is always important. And, and this is our opportunity to practice it with a lot of clarity. We are living under the same roof, uh, a lot of us, with either a partner or family members. And all of our roles are under one roof now you know, mother and for me, therapist and workshop leader and, you know, et cetera. And it's all under one roof. And it's not clear to the other people always what role you're in and what you're open for. Yeah. You know, I am not open for conversation right now with, with a family member. So, and that's obvious because I'm speaking, but it might not be obvious. And so it looks like, well, I'm sitting in the kitchen, so I must be available to make, you know, grilled cheese sandwich. So the, a family meeting or, you know, between you and your partner conversation about boundaries, how to define them so that they're clear for each of you. And one of the suggestions I make, which is just kind of fun, is to have, you know, pieces of paper that say what you're up to right then. And I have one a client who has, you know, on duty, off duty sign. And she literally puts it at, you know, the doorpost of the, of her, you know, entrance to the room or she might put it on her back because um, she's walking around the house, but she's off duty. That means don't talk. Don't ask for anything unless it's an emergency. Keep your distance. I'm busy. And I think a lot of what's creating stress is this lack of boundaries in one space. We think we're free just to 
grab each other for whatever. Um, I mean, this comes up in relationship anyway, so it's always good practice. I, I completely agree. And I know I know we only got a couple more minutes with you. Uh, as you said, you're a very busy person these days. Um, uh, but I can tell you the way it has worked, uh, at least in, in with me and Amanda, my partner, it, it has been to tell how the day looks ahead. So it's kind of like this during this time, I cannot be bothered during this time. This is happening. And that, oh, my God, changed frustration levels to like mm. completely lower them. I, we didn't have the ability to put like the thing on the door because we got a puppy. <laughs> but it was more about about during this time, you are in charge of like peace in the house. <laughs> and that really helped. Uh, and, and honestly, yeah. it, it has it has changed our lives. Now, the last thing I wanted, I, I know it's Valentine's weekend, and this is one of the reasons why we also have you host this month. But you mentioned having date night, having your own time to like reconnect. Anything that you can share of how to do that during these times? Yes. I thank you for bringing that up as the last point, because it's so important to do it. And when we're be able to go out and go to restaurants and et cetera, you know, people think about it more often. And even then couples have a hard time remembering that they should have date nights regularly. Um, but it's the same thing now. You know, I, I, I shared this in the workshop and I'll share it again. I had a couple who packed themselves a picnic, like big basket, you know, loaded it up, you know, it was not, it was warmer out at the time, but, you know, loaded it up with all the, you know, the delicious, yummy things they love and sweet treats and bottle of wine. And uh, they got dressed and they walked outside and they walked around the block and then they came in and set up in their living room. <laughs> so it's, it's, we have to be creative. You know, I have a couple who has a really big walk-in closet. They do their sessions uh, with me in the in the big walk-in closet because it's private. And they have their date nights there sometimes because the kids know, you know, when that door is closed, they are not available. And um, it's a, that's a sweet little space. Yeah. So, you know, we have to be creative. We have to be really creative and we have to we have to take, I think we don't have to do anything. So I don't want to say it that way, but it just requires a lot of creativity and a lot of conscious awareness and intention to uh, continue feeding a, a relationship in a, in a loving way. I'll give a, I'll give a quick shout out. Uh, we do this sometimes, which is a nice takeout dinner um, and, and then come home and prepare it, like put it in nice plates and everything because we're all used mm. to like, you just get the, the the dinner and it looks the same. It comes in a bag and it's, it's just not the same experience. Make it an experience and that, that is also always fun. So Robin, thank you so much. This has been um, extremely helpful even though it was a little short today and I really appreciate it. Um, so we we will share your information for those who reach out to us and you are, I'm assuming, you'll be put on a waiting list but eventually you might get on Robin's <laughs> time. So, so thank yes, you. Thank you for your time, Robin. You're so welcome, Jordy. Thanks for having me. And for those listening, this was the Empower Women series of the month of February. And until next time, my name is Jordy Miller, and we hope you have a great day. Lexington Wealth Management is a group of investment professionals registered by Hightower Securities LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered independent investment advisor with the SEC. 
Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or, or the investment opportunities referred herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not guaranteed. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Lexington Wool Management and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data on other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided at the date of reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Lexington Well Management and do not represent those of Hightower, Advisors LLC, or any of its opinions.